0: sit at the feet of Jesus to hear the anointed and appointed word. Um, We're believers here. We believe that the word is absolute truth, that it's a word of faith, it's a lifestyle of faith, it's to be lived, not just talked about, but it's to be walked in. So Father, we just thank you right now in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit within each and every one of us here. We draw on You. We pull on You, Holy Spirit. We thank You that we declare and decree You are the teacher. You are the one who um, disciplines and corrects us, Father. I thank You, Lord, by Your Spirit, Father God, that He's alive and well on the inside of the believer. And we bless You and we honor You for this time and this season and this day, Lord, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. All righty, if you need a title, my title this morning is Conditioning. And we're going to talk a little bit about two things. One, submission and commitment, because that is the condition that we need to work towards, and that's the condition that we need to be in if we are going to be of service to God. I don't know about you, but I want to serve as unto the Lord in this life. How about you? I don't want this life to just be, well, she did her time. We're happy for her. But I want to know it meant something, that it was serving as unto the Lord. It wasn't just, good morning, it wasn't just because, oh, she had to, it was a thing to do, everyone does it, but because I saw in the Word that that should be my condition and we have to grow into those things. You can't, you can't just wake up one day and think, I'm, I'm here, I've arrived. No, you have to grow into that. And the way you grow is by exactly what we're doing this morning. We're coming, we're giving ourselves to hear the Word, we're believing that the Word is coming forth. I'm not up here on my own will and my own thinking, on my own time, but I'm up here because the Spirit of God in me has brought something alive in me from the Word of God by His Spirit that we need to all catch, we need to all get a hold of. And that's what conditioning's all about. I just read a thing about furniture and it said that there's a whole generation of younger people that they're not interested in furniture um, going the distance. They want the quick and the easy and they named all the furniture stores and everything and they said they tire of something very quickly. And so they're not interested in a piece of furniture lasting 25 years, 30 years, 50 years, 100 years. They think that's ridiculous. But yet we know you can take an old piece of solid, sturdy, stable furniture and you can bring it up to look modern. You can make it look like anything you want. Because why? Why? It's being reconditioned. They do it to cars. They do it to fabric. They do it to everything. They do it to purses. You could t- you can send a purse away and it comes back and you're like, Is, was that my purse? I need to treat it better. But honestly, but yet people, they don't put... Um, much value in that anymore, that they don't value it. But y'all, we're Christians. We're the Christ-like ones. We're the ones that want to grow in Him. We're the ones that want to change. We're the ones that want to make a difference and to be different. If you're not different, you're not going to be able to make a difference. How are you going to do it? I mean, you want to be used of God. I want to be used of God. But if I'm not willing to change and set my will to his will and exchange my ways for his ways, how am I going to be valuable to him? I mean, seriously. It's, you know, it, it doesn't feel good to say it out loud, but it's the truth. You just want to know you're going to be valuable. You're going to be of service to God. When it's said and done, you're going to know that you know that you know like Paul knew. Paul knew. I am not likening myself to Paul. I'm just telling you for what I'm doing here for my season on the earth, I want to have that same attitude of mind. Amen? So with that said, um, here's a couple things about submission. Submission is a very simple thing. It's trusting another's will over your will or yielding to a superior authority. You know, to God, we're the inferior support, uh, authority and he's a superior authority. We're inferior to, next to God, but yet we can take up with his superior authority. And that's what that yielding is all about, learning how to yield. My brother could never, never, never keep a job. And my mother would say, I don't know what's wrong with Buddy. He can get a job. Well, and I'd say, Mom, He can't submit the first little bump in the road, but he's ran into the boss and quit. He just quits. He throws in the towel and quits. That's not what submission's all about either. I didn't feel good. It's not about that. We don't go in... We go in on purpose to learn and be submitted. Submitted. He could never get ahead. He could have gotten ahead. Other people went right on by in the company and they got ahead. They did fine. They got promotions. He never got a promotion on any job he did. He could find the job, no problem. He could not keep the job. My mother could never understand it. She goes, that can't be it. I said, Mom, that's it. That's it. He he can get a job. He can't keep it because he has no submission. And, you know, a submission is really also a sign of respect. You know, it's because you respect something or someone. I mean, really. That's why we don't come in here and throw all of our stuff all over the place. Because, one, we respect God's house, and we ought to respect the things that we brought in also. There's a respect that should be taking place, and it should be present and you should be able to recognize it. I should be able to recognize it that have I moved off of that submission? You know, I've told you all this time and time again. It's so funny because we've been born and raised in the same town. Pastor Morgan and I, you know, we meet people that we've known for really, really all our life, years and years. And they'll say to us, are you, what are you doing now? And we'll go, the same thing. They're like, the same thing? I said, what are you talking about? I said, we have a business and we are serving our church. What church are you in? Same one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know what they think. And, And they look at like, really? Just that's the next word. Really? Yes, really. So this is the thing I've noticed about people. There is, it's very hard to stay with submission, it seems like. It's hard to keep that alive inside of people. And I don't know why, because that is honestly, submission is the glue or the bond that will hold you to something that is, it could be bad, but in our case, we're being held to something good. We're being held to light and life and goodness and blessing. We're being held to Christ, to God, to the Spirit of God, to the kingdom of God. That's what submission is doing for you and I. It's holding us in a place so that when everything comes and shakes the crud out of us and tries to smash us against the wall, we're like, oh, we're still here. I always think about that sinking ship and in the movies when they would have the guy crawl up the mast and he'd just be hanging on, ships going down, going down, going, but he got to the highest place. Well, where is our highest place? It's in Christ. It's far above. It's in the heavenlies. So if, we're, if that's where we're at, then we should be able to withstand every kind of storm or adversity in life. Everything everything, no matter how wicked or evil or destructive or disappointing or horrible it is. I should be able to withstand, you should be able to withstand anything, anything. Because I got news for you. The devil is no match for our God. And our God in us, we're no match or he's no, yeah, he's no, no, we're no match for, which way am I going here? People, help me! I mean, really. <laughs> we were doing better in the heavenlies, weren't we? But really, I, I just, that's something about submission that we got to get a hold of that. When I'm submitting to someone or something, then I'm binding myself there. You know, I am am looking to yield my will to another's will. I am looking to come under. The centurion soldier knew it. He recognized it in Jesus. He didn't have 40 years to follow after Jesus and make sure, you know, is this going to work out good for my servant? No, he recognized it. He recognized it. And he went to Jesus. And he had the result. So it's important, important, important. I want to share with you in the Wycliffe Bible, it's Proverbs 16, 2 and 3. I don't know if we have the Wycliffe Bible, but I'm going to read it off my phone. It's Proverbs 16 and it's um, 2 and 3. It says, All the ways of men be open to the eyes of God, all the ways of people be before God. The Lord is a weigher of spirits, that is, of wills, yielding to man after his deservings. Show thy works to the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be addressed. Commit thy plans to the Lord, and they shall succeed. So here's what it says. God is looking. He's looking to help us. He's looking to come with us. He's looking to be after us. And He's looking for our good. But He understands we have got to submit our will to Him. We've got to come under His authority of the Word of God. When, you know, when it says a soft answer turns away wrath, that just happened to come up as an example. Whether the wrath is coming from me or coming at me, I also have the choice to have a soft answer. I have a choice now. And it's right before me, like right now. I have a choice because that has come to me. I know that. What am I going to do with it? See, that would be a place to yield my will or say, nope. I got something I could say back. The, yeah, everyone could, but should you. Maybe we're spending too many coulds and not enough shoulds because I'm telling you, maybe sometimes we should or shouldn't say or do what we do. And we do it because of our submission. We do it because of the authority that we have chosen to bring ourselves under. So many times I know, I, and I'm sure this has happened to y'all, so many times, so many times people will say, well, do they make you to do that? Do they tell you you can't do that? No, no, no one tells me I can't do that. I, I know from being in the Word, I'm not going to be a part of that. Never going to be a part of that. Told you before, never going to be a part of our neighborhood potlucks. We know what those potlucks are all about. Never, never, never going to make a dish and share and to go over to our neighbor's house. Never. We're going to smile, we're going to talk in the yard, and that's going to be it. A wave, a smile, and that will be it. There will be no fellowship. There will be no bonding. There will be, you know, nothing that we will be able to have to decide, you know, we are going to have to submit to this thing? Because I promise you, I promise you, when you're unequally yoked with someone, you will end up submitting to something that is wrong. It's going to happen. You're going to get offered stuff. It's going to happen. Opportunity's going to come. It's going to happen. So we have to know, what are we going to be submitted to? Um, I just wrote some things down here about submission, um, we're not going to turn to all of them. We don't have time, but I do have the scriptures about different things that the Bible says that we are to come under and, and submit ourselves to. One of them is one to another. We're supposed to be submitted one to another. Um, suppo- That's 1 Corinthians sixteen sixteen. James 4, 7, we're supposed to be committed to God so that being committed to him resists the enemy from us. I don't really have to run down the enemy all the time because I'm already submitted to God. And I believe the Holy Spirit, if I'm living, you know, out there on the edge or something where I'm not supposed to be on the devil's edge, he will tell me. He will tell me, turn around, go back. I, I, I totally believe that. Um, Of course we know we're supposed to submit in a marriage one to another. That's in Ephesians 5.22. It says to our elders, younger to the elders, it's 1 Peter 5.5. There's many, many things in the Bible about submission. Submission is God's will. This thing about, you know, I don't belong to any church. I'm just, I don't do this, but God wants us to be free. That is not submission. That's not the truth. That's not the truth. You have no ground in which to be planted and rooted and grounded. You have no place to grow. You're not growing. You're not growing. We have to be rooted and grounded. And to do that, you have to be planted and to allow yourself to be planted and know that I'm being planted. I'm putting a root here. I remember when Pastor Morgan and I first saw you know what, we're putting a root down here. Now I get it. We, we're starting to submit. We're putting roots down. There, there'll be no way that we'll ever get up and walk away from here. And that was early. And people did not understand that. They, they would say, didn't you have a dream to do thus and so? Yes, we did. Because, you know, you tell people your dreams close to you. I said, yeah, that was our dream. Well, what happened to it? <laughs> I said, it wasn't God's plan. Well, you think he'd mind you doing it? Oh, this poor little lady that used to come here. Well, why would he mind? It's not anything bad. I said, it's not in his will. I said, you can serve God anywhere, but you can't be in his will anywhere. I said, you can't be in God's will just anywhere. Yes, you can go and serve God. We would have gone. We could have served God. We'd have been serving God all the day long, but not in his will would not have given us the life that we live today. It wouldn't have given us this way of life, this kind of life, this goodness of life, and the blessing of this life. Amen? So, um, you were to come under, Hebrews 13 says that you have to come under authority. You're to come under authority. Submission is a God thing, but it's also a good thing. It will help you. So then we go over into the commitment of this because that's what it said in the Wycliffe Bible. It says, this is, I like this in, the, in verse 2 where it says, The Lord is a weyer of spirits, that is, of wills. See, God's looking. When it says His eyes run to and fro over throughout the whole earth whose heart is loyal, God is looking. He's looking so that he can bless. He's looking so that he can help the plans that are of him bear the fruit of righteousness, get going, take off. God's looking. We're not left alone. We're not left to our own self. He doesn't give us this huge plan and say, oh, there you go. (laughs) You got it. He doesn't do that. Amen? All right, so... Here's what it says about commitment. That commitment is definitely an act. You have to act to commit. You, commit is, isn't just talk, talk, talk. Commitment is the walk. you got to put the walk with the talk. You've got to act on what you're submitted to, who you're submitted to. There has to be action take place. It says it's a bond, it's a devotion, and it's a given. In other words, when people know you, they know that person knows how to submit and commit. If you're having trouble keeping commitments, I would dare to tell you you're probably not submitted to the person or the thing that you're trying to commit to. There's something there that's amiss a little bit about the submission. There's something, just a little bit of skew there that's just off balance because a submitted person, you can commit. You can commit when you don't even have the whole picture. You don't understand the whole thing. You're not sure where you're going, but you know this. You know that what you've submitted to is, is um, of God and in God's will and in his plan. Therefore, I will be able to commit to it, and I will go the distance, whatever that distance may be, whatever that distance is. Because when you start out, you don't really know. You just don't know. If you would have told me that I could stand in this particular building, on this particular grounds, and see it like this, I would have said, really, where'd you get that idea from? Who told you that? But yet, step by step, minute to minute, day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year, We're still walking in it. We're still walking in the promises of God. We're still upright. We're still doing the same thing we're supposed to be doing. God God put the vision for a training center in our pastors to train. Training is rigorous. Training is tedious. It's not a walk in the park. But if you can get trained you'll be able to walk in the park no matter what's in the park. I always think about that. You know what? I'm walking now. I've had enough talk to me and enough received and believed that I can get out there and be walking now, and I'm not hiding. This lady used to always tell me this because I would tell her, she'd say, why are you you and Pastor Morgan so committed to this body? I said, it's where our roots are. It's where we're following after the vision and plan of God. Why? I said, because this is what God said to do. I said, did you know that God has a plan for you? There's a plan for you. There's a plan in you. Well, how am I supposed to find it out? I said, you can't because you you won't come to church on a regular basis. You won't submit yourself. You're not going to find it. I said, you know, he doesn't drop things, you know, off in the ditch or in the parking lot or over at the grocery store. And you just, whoo, I found my plan. I said, no, no. You, you come into under his authority, under his corporate anointing, and then he's going to talk to you about the plan for your life. We are way past the plan that Pastor Morgan and I had for our life. And I'm too embarrassed to say what it was. It's so pathetic. But we thought it was a good plan. <laughs> We didn't have God's plan, y'all. We didn't have God's plan. We were unsaved going to church, but we didn't know that. So, uh, but um, it it was such a good plan. It was a nice plan. It didn't hurt anyone. It took care of us. We were going to be kind to other people with the plan. But honestly, it was a nothing plan compared to God's plan. There was no purpose in it. There was no... It's just horrible. I, but if you're not taught, you don't know. You don't know. And that's all I can say about that in my defense. And so we laid it aside. But that's another thing about submission and commitment. When I thought about it, I thought one day I just said, Morgan, we're, we're never going to do this, are we? He goes, I don't think so. And I'm like, we're not going to, are we? We're never leaving here. We're not going down a place. We're not doing a thing, right? He goes, no, we're not. And here we are, happier than anything, wonderful relationships, just awesome. But because of finding out in the Word through a ministry that would be bold enough to stand up and preach the truth instead of say, yeah, that was a good little plan you had. There's nothing wrong with that plan. But it wasn't God's plan. So we would have never gotten in and known God's will ever. And if we'd have gone unsaved, that would have really been bad. That would have been a really bad plan. But um, so the commitment, it says, you have to know that you're going to... I wrote this down about a commitment because this is good because I just had this thought. A commitment means before the circumstance arises, you have already made a decision about what you're going to do. Tell me this is not so. In life, you do, you're in God's will. You're, you know it, okay, you're good, and then something really hard comes against us. It could be anywhere. It could be, you know, spiritual. It could be physical. It could be emotional. It doesn't matter. It could be against someone that you love dearly, but, it, but the plans just really get, take a hit. And how many times people, I've watched them, they set God aside and they try to fix it by themselves. Not going to happen. Never going to happen. Not only are these people going down that you're really trying to help because you're doing it by the flesh, but you're going to go down too because you're going to lose ground from where you were. It's kind of like the old westerns. Jeez, I'm so old. The old westerns I used to watch on Saturday mornings. It's true, though. It was, they were always in the desert, and there was always a cowboy that got into the quicksand. I loved those. Okay, I didn't love them for the right reason. I liked to see them go under. That was wrong. Is there any worries that I got the rod? All the time. But anyway, I liked to see them sink, because, you know, they would sink slow, and then they would disappear. But, but I think b- about it now. <laughs> I know. I, I, really. I think about it now, but yet you never saw anyone. You can't walk into the quicksand and expect to save another person. You have to stay outside of the problem. Yeah. And, you know, that's about submission and commitment to the things of God. Everything is about God, everything. Even though you think, but I know what I can do in this situation. I've got something I can handle. I can do this. I can do it. I know it. But don't do it without Him. Let, give your will to Him. Find out what His will in the circumstance, in the adversity, in the situation. Because God is big enough in any situation, any circumstance... He's the God that's more than enough. He's the God of increase. He's the God that has given you a helper and a comforter. We can do this. I've done things that I thought I would never do. I couldn't do. I didn't want to do. Doing them. Doing them. I know I'm preaching to the choir because I know y'all, because I know you. You've done them too. You've gone right on through, right on over. Sometimes you get to take a detour I like that when you get in a detour and you get to go around it. <laughs> not, not enough of them, but still, when you get one, it's like, yeah, woo, just missed that by. Yeah, that was good. But anyway, so we have to be knowing that the decisions we are making, they're going to stand us up against when the when it's the rubber meets the road. Because that's what committed people do. They already have the decision. They already have what they need to do. Um, turn with me to, um, oh, turn with me to James five, in the message ten to twelve, James five in the message ten to twelve. Let's read this. This is good. It says, take the old prophets as your mentors. They put up with anything. They went through everything and they never once quit all the time honoring God. See, submitted people and committed people, do you know that when God sees that and knows that about you, you're honoring Him and He knows that it's honoring Him. He recognizes when His people honor Him. It's important. It says, What a gift life is to those who stay the course. I believe that, just like I talked to you about. We have a great life here, right here in this place, never having pulled up a root, never having to pick up and go, never having to change our direction. A wonderful, stable, wonderful life. It says, you've heard, of course, of Job's staying power, and you know how God brought it all together for him at the end. That's because God cares. He cares right down to the last detail. That's true. And since you know that he cares, let your language show it. Don't add words like I swear to God to your own words. Don't show your impatience by connecting or by concocting, um, oaths to hurry up God. Just say yes or no. Just say what is true. That way your language can't be used against you. And I just wanted to touch on this because our yes should be yes and our no should be no if we're committed. If we're committed, that can tell you if you're not. If you make a decision and then tomorrow something else happens and you're off that decision, you've got to realize you're not really committed. I mean, you just got to look at yourself. You just got to be honest. You got to examine yourself. You got to be guarding your heart. We always say it here. We say it all the time about you keep it. You keep the word in your heart. You put it in your mouth and you put it out into your life. You got to keep it in your heart, put it in your mouth, put it out into your life. That's how you get the word into your life. It has to come into you and then come out from you. Amen? Because you have to be able to have authority over what's coming from you you've got to be really submitted to that word and committed to that word knowing that word so when adversity comes and problems come and troubles arise that you instead of rising up in with the trouble and using it like some kind of trophy and that's all we talk about and that's all we know about and we have every knowledge of everything that ever happened to everybody in the same situation but yet we can't think of a scripture, we don't know the word, we don't feel like saying it, we don't feel like doing it, somebody else pray. somebody else do this, somebody else do that, I can't do it, because you need to go back and see what have you committed yourself to? What are we, what are we committing to? We're committing as unto the Lord, to serve Him as unto the Lord, to grow in Him as unto the Lord, to grow up and have a spiritual house built and to make a difference in our season on the earth. This is our time. We can be the difference. We have the living God, the one true living God, the Lord Jehovah in us, never, never leaving, always ready, willing, and able Can I say the same thing about me? Am I always ready, willing, and able? We have to decide these things, church. We have to. Amen? All right, so let's turn to Philippians 3.13. And we'll read that in New King James. And here's what it says in 3.13. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Let me just say this. Committed people, you don't keep looking behind you. You don't keep looking about what could have been, what should have been. I wish that hadn't happened. I wish this was happening. I wish this was different. You know, I've gone through that before. I've done it. I've, you know, just because you don't let it out your mouth, you, you know what your thought's about. Why, why, why did I do that? Why? I mean, I knew I did it, but I'm just like, why? If you just had that day back. Do you think that helps anything? Nothing. The Bible says worry and anxiety helps nothing. There was a quote, I don't remember who said it now. There was a quote about worries, and it said, worries empties Oh, worries don't empty tomorrow's sorrow, worries empty today's strength. And I'm like, oh, gee, now I've heard that. <laughs> I mean, oh, how, how did I hear that? <laughs> but, but really, I think about that. And, you know, it's true, though. We don't submitted and committed people, I don't get caught up in all that stuff behind me. I don't get caught up that I stumbled. I get caught up that I'm back on course. I'm staying this course. The enemy wants to tell you, you're not staying the course. You didn't do that well. Oh yes, I'm still here. I'm staying the course. I didn't go anywhere. You thought I went somewhere, but I didn't go anywhere. And I'm not going anywhere. And you can't make me go anywhere. For real, for real, people. All right, so um, let's go to 16 or 13. Let me see. Hold on. Oh, no, let's go on to 14. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, 15, let us, as many as are mature, we have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal this even to you. That is like such a wonderful promise to me. The Holy Spirit will reveal it. Just like I said, if I've walked out there on the edge and it's not God's edge, then He's going to reveal it to me and say, turn around, you Ellen, walk back. Turn around and walk back. You're not supposed to be here. You don't belong here. This isn't your place. And I do believe that. I mean, that's part of the comfort of knowing, being submitted and committed to a body of believers. Um where the corporate anointing is allowed to flow, where the Word of God is allowed to be taught, the whole counsel of the Word, even when we look around and go, well, you know, that didn't happen in this church. Does that make it not true because we didn't experience? It's in the Word. It's in the Word. It, it is truth. Something happened between this and that thing. But it wasn't this. It was somewhere in here, somewhere. But it wasn't God. God is truth. His word is truth. It's all light. It's all life in our spirit. And so, therefore, I never have to worry that I have to blame God or plan on he didn't come through or tell someone, yeah, you're right, I don't know why that happened to you because that is not God's will. I told you the worst trouble I ever got into was the time that my best friend's husband, we were all best friends, went home suddenly um, to be with the Lord. Not supposed to be home. Not supposed to go home with the Lord. Young. And I went to see her that day. And unfortunately, because of how I'm taught, I use these words. And I said, I was talking about his death, but she heard I called him evil. I called the death, the premature death. And I said it, but, you know, she was upset, of course. And she thought I called him evil. And it was bad. I lost a friendship over that. She could not, she just could not come, from, come away from that, even though I talked to her about it, that I never meant he was evil. I meant that the premature, premature death was wicked and it was evil. And it was not God's plan. And she said, "Well, God had a grander plan for Robert." I said, that wasn't it, though. He, did, he didn't take Robert from you and the family. And she just thought she just thought I called him evil, and I lost a friendship. But you know what? Even though I did, and it bothered me for a long time, I, I'm over it now, but I still am glad that I know that premature death is evil. I'm still glad I know this because it's true. It, premature death is evil. It's not of God. It's not of his kingdom. It's not right. Amen? All right. Um, one more scripture. 1 Kings 661. This is when Solomon dedicated the temple. This is what he said to the people. Let me see if I got that right. Oh, six, sorry, <laughs> I'm in the wrong, wrong chapter. It's First Kings 6, 61. That's not it either. You see. Okay, anyway, what it was, um, he, Solomon was dedicating the temple and he was telling the people, he's saying, you know, from this day forward, we're going to worship God, God's going to be our God, and we're going to celebrate what God has allowed us to do. He's allowed us to build him a place. And that's what he told the people. And, he, and they all had submitted and committed to that. And they all said, yes, we will serve this God. We will make Him our God. And that's what that was about because we need to understand people have always been submitted and always known how to commit in the Word of God. The people that knew things went well for them. If they forgot and they stopped, things turned around on them and it didn't go good. So we have to, you know, you kind of have to, uh, how can I say this? kind of have to, police yourself, let's say that. That if something's always going awry with you and it starts out good and it ends up, well, that didn't turn out right. You know, we got to look at ourselves and see what happened there. Well, what's going on here? What happened? Because something happened. When you know you started out in him, when you know you started out with his will, then what's happened? I mean, you just you just have to wonder what's happened. Um Oh, here it is. Here's something. Here it is. It's um, 1 Kings 8, 61. Sorry. <laughs> it's it's eight sixty one. Here's what it says, Solomon said, after he got the people together and he's dedicating the temple. It says, let your heart therefore be loyal to the Lord our God to walk in his statutes and keep his commandments as this day. And that's what they had committed to. They said, yes, we will. Now, did they always do that? Did the children of Israel always do that? I mean, they were big talk. And when things were really rosy and it looked really good, they were like, yeah, yeah, we're with you. But that's not always submission and commitment either. They were at that day. And Solomon even said, as it is this day. And see, that's another thing, really quick and then we got to go. But... Another thing I want to say about that, submission and commitment will take you the distance. It'll go the distance. You might not know what that distance is. Have I figured out the distance yet? I haven't figured out the distance, but I know I'm going to make the distance. See, I know that on the inside. There's nothing you could come today and say, Hugh Ellen, you are not going to make it. You know better than this. You're, You're not going to see this thing through to the end. Oh, yes, I'm going to. I don't know who you are, but yes, I'm going to um, because my God says so and I've come under His authority and I'm submitting myself to Him and I've yielded my will to Him. I will keep doing that. I will keep bringing myself to a place to keep telling me this is what I must do to stay committed. And when I have to do it over and over, that means let go of offense. That means not get in the middle of every single thing. Why do we got to get in the middle of everything? Why? We don't have to. (laughs) Unless I want you to, hon, then I want you to get in the middle of it. But really, I I just, uh, I don't know why we are like that, but we have to stop and we have to know there's a bigger picture, bigger picture. We're serving as unto the Lord. We're going for God's will. We're going for His plans, His purposes, His pursuits, um, pulling out dreams and goals and visions from within us that have been put there. And as we get in the Word and we are baptized in the Holy Ghost and we really get acquainted with our God, spirit, soul, and body, that we can be courageous and bold enough to step into some of those things and have it for the good of the kingdom. I mean, now Morgan's business is for the good of the kingdom. It was good before. It was good before. But now it's really good because it has purpose. We love it. It's really, really good. Amen? All right. Let's stop there. We'll stop there. Father God, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you, Lord. We thank you for the time Um, excuse me, that we um, spend together at your feet, Lord God. We thank you for the freedom and the liberty in this country to gather together. (coughs) Um, Excuse me to hear Your Word, Father, to be taught by Your Spirit, Lord God. Father, I thank You for righteous acts of giving. I thank You that as we worship You this morning, whether we're bringing the tithe into the storehouse, whether we're sowing a seed and naming that seed, whether we're giving a free will offering, Lord God, whatever we're doing, a purpose of our own heart, Father, it's in Your Word, Father God. Therefore, Your blessing is upon it, Father. Your grace is upon the giving and the receiving, Father. So we thank You for that in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Glory to God. Um, Livestreamers, if you desire to sow a seed into this ministry, if you'll go to our website, it's newlifefamilyworship.net. You can contact us there on the donation page. And also, if you have any thoughts, comments, questions, prayer requests, anything, you can also contact us on our, on our email there. And um, we'd be glad to contact you back, converse with you, whatever you have need of. Thank you.